Hey everybody, superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Loveline, episode 547 from November 3rd, 1997, a Monday night show with guest Chumbawamba. For those familiar with uh, Adam and Drew talking on air, you've probably heard them complain about Chumbawamba before. It'll come up very often now, but over the past decade, it's been brought up hundreds of times. Over the years, Chumbawamba have become an almost mythical bad UK band example uh, used by Adam and Drew. UK bands were notorious for coming on the show and either being very difficult or short with their replies, or sarcastic and condescending, or simply even just walking off the show. Happened a few times. Out of all of those different stories, Adam and Drew considered Chumbawamba to be the worst. In 2008, I acquired our first hint of this. We had an incomplete copy via the JBJ stash of tapes. It was still missing a good 25-28 minutes of the show, which we always presumed contained the most inflammatory portion. And we received a complete copy via Spinfly Jeff, the creator of LovelineTapes.com. Uh, after hearing the first full version, once again, it's one of these shows where some of the audience thinks one thing, some of the audience thinks another thing. So decide for yourself if they're truly that terrible, and if they've earned the title moniker of one of these terrible UK band bookings. This is their first and only known appearance. There will not be any more. As per usual, this was recorded in 1997. Some of the medical information may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Cathal on current day love line. 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo, and get it on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. <sighs> Two. Welcome to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Would you sleep with sick women? I may be pregnant, but I'm still a man. Spank the unruly ones. It's indecent, it's vulgar, it's blasphemous. You're gonna ride you till you can't stand up. Come on, come on, let's go down. All right, all right, keep your shirt on. Love Line's meant for an adult audience. Love Line may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Love Line with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Yes. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew is a board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist. Did you just punch the mic? No, I just moved it. Oh, okay. I wasn't looking. Uh, I thought that was, it would have been a new personal best for you. I, uh, yeah, new, cool. be a new indoor record. I think you've punched a mic faster outdoors, but that may have been win-aided. I wonder if we can throw this thing around during the show. <laughs> Maybe we can put a headset on. Chumbawamba will be in here. They're the band that sings that song that goes, I get knocked down, but I get up again, and it's never going to keep me down. Yes. Oh, Danny boy. All right, all right. Okay. All right. They'll be in here. Drew and I are just, uh, we're pumped up. I'm ready to tape my ankles, Drew, uh, <laughs> or at least grab them, because uh, Terry Bradshaw sent us over a couple of uh, couple of autographed footballs and uh, these great uh, velvet uh, crown royal, you know, uh, black and gold, uh, you know, silver, uh, I should say, uh, black and gold steeler color sacks, and um, he autographed them and sent them over to us, and the beauty of these two balls is the, this is the Duke, yeah. this is the NFL pigskin job. This ain't no... I don't think I've ever held one of these before. And here's how you know it's a real ball. It doesn't say official size and weight. Right. For some reason, anything that says official size and weight on it is uh, way too light, uh, way too small, and made out of canvas or something. Right. 
I don't quite know what that part of life is, where stuff that says official size and weight is not not even close to official size official and weight. just official anything. It's not even representation of what they actually use. Uh, I think official something of the NBA just meant, um, you know, Pepsi gave the NBA a quarter million and they made it their official right. whatever. Right. It's like the official uh, endorsement for the Olympics. But the point is, is this is a real football. And... Here's a, this, this should be on my gay aptitude test. Just toss a real football to a guy, a real guy. Do you know what I'm saying, Drew? Your first instinct is to throw that thing. I don't oh, care yeah. if you're in the Vatican. You tell the Pope to do, uh, like, a post or down and out. You can tell people what we just did? Yeah, I just uh, threw the ball through a sliding door <laughs> inside the uh, Loveline studio. My first, my, uh, first one... First one hit the uh, rafter. Hit the rafter. Actually, it was a uh, truss that was up on the ceiling. And then we went out in the parking lot and aired it out a little bit. Sent Drew deep and then uh, horribly underthrew him. And now we both hurt. <laughs> we may not be able to do the show tomorrow. Yeah, throw out both shoulders. That is pathetic. Isn't it? But the point is, is uh, we were uh, we're reliving our childhood again. I like that, Drew. We got to oh, keep yeah. a ball here. Hey, that's great. I'll tell you what, I got the same ball at home that's not autographed. Bring it. I will bring it I've in. I've never held a ball like this. Great and start ball. wearing sneakers. Don't wear those right. gay loafers, you, right. wear those right. topsiders you wear. Right. Start uh, running some patterns out in the uh, parking right. lot. As a matter of fact, if you get here about three hours early, so we got some sunlight, <laughs> I'll take an old truck tire and I'll tie a piece of rope around it. We'll put it around our waist. We'll do some wind sprints. <laughs> you know, improve our speed. Right. See if we can start working off the line. We're pathetic. Could engineer Mike to play a little DB. All right, so phone number for Loveline. Did I give that? All right, probably did. Chumbawamba will be in here, and uh, where the hell are we? Drew, you're back from Vegas. Everything's kosher with Everything's you. Everything's fine, yeah. You win any money? Oh, no. No, no, no. No? No. Okay. I, I have anti-luck. Yeah, you do? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, had I, a, I can't leave anything in my life up to luck, because if I do, it goes the wrong way. With an uncanny probability. I had the uh, office uh, football pick 'em pool yeah. uh, this week, yeah. um, uh, tied with another guy. For last? No, for first. Oh. Going into this game, uh, he had uh, the Chiefs. I had the Chiefs. The Chiefs won, uh, but you pick the combined total of the game yeah. in order to see, you know, use right. it as a tiebreaker. Uh, my combined score I picked was 45 points. Oh. Uh, there were 23 points scored in the first half. Uh -uh. Um, so you're looking pretty good, yeah. Because 23 and 23 is 46, yeah. and you pick 45. Yeah. Not bad. Not a point scored in the second half by either team. Not one point. Not so much as a, a safety. Not a field goal. Not a point scored by either team in the entire second half. Uh -huh. Geez, I wonder how many Monday Night Football games uh, has, has there been in recent history where uh, neither team scored a point in the second half. It's kind of unusual. It's pretty unusual. Yeah. yeah. So uh, if you want to talk about luck, there you have it. All right. Debbie. Yes. You're 29. Yeah. Um, I'm pregnant and um, four months. And uh, the doctor told me that um, not to ha for I'm not allowed to have oral sex. I can give it to my husband, but I'm not allowed to have it as being pregnant. I mean, I have no complications. My pregnancy is going fine, but um, I had heard that you can use, like, handy wrap or saran wrap for um, safe uh, oral sex. Is he, is he, is he, uh, he doesn't want the husband to have oral sex. Wouldn't it be bizarre if um, you had some sort of premature delivery while he was performing oral sex in you and the baby actually just <laughs> transferred to a different parent? Please. You know, where the husband you, swallowed you, it? All right, all right, Mr. Sci-Fi. But it's just... 
I mean, because I, I found out, like, they said about the oral sex thing about the third month along. What, what is the reasoning for that? Is that? Are they worried about... Are they worried about oral sex? Well, and then plus, I know after you have a baby, you have to wait a while, too. Well, what, what is it they're worried about? The bacteria getting up there? Yeah, they yeah. Just, yeah bacteria, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, use, how about using a, a condom, and you cut the tip off, and then cut along the axis, the long axis, you make a sheet of latex? And let me just give a quick safety tip, uh, because this happened to me once. you got to take the condom off before you cut the tip off. Yes, yeah. Oh, oh yes. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> I may have had a few beers, but boy, that was a huge mistake. Do you bro. understand what I'm describing? Uh, a male condom? Just, a regular yeah, just take a man's no, condom, cut the tip off, right? Uh-huh. And then you cut along. You just start at the at the base. There just you slit it. All right. Oh, let's pretend. Slit it. Let's yeah. just pretend it's a sock. Right. Cut it where the toes go, and then slit it all the way up the uh, up from the, the, the leg. shin yeah, and uh, and open it that. up. Yeah. And then you can use that as the sheet of latex to, to protect. But is that yourself. common uh, uh, practice to not allow oral sex? During I could pregnancy? understand what they're why they're recommending it, but no, it's to my understanding, it's not a real common recommendation. That's kind of cruel. I mean, I mean, the, uh, the, I think it is. <laughs> the biggest concern would be uh, herpes, I would think, too. Well, Debbie, I've, I've only been with my husband, and we've been together nine years. No, 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 but a lot of people have herpes wow. in their mouth. Debbie, you're and sexed can, up. And they can trans. <laughs> that's what happens. Listen to her. Hey, look, that's one of God's great uh, hu- uh, uh, jokes on, on humanity is that women get more uh, sort of uh, ex- excited as the pregnancy mm. goes along. And there's less you can do about it. I thought it was top. Well, t- talk to the doctor about you doing it with a condom or doing it with some sort of latex barrier there, and I bet you they'll let you do it, okay? Okay. All right. Good. All right. Okay, bye. Oh, boy. Boy, she was sexed up. Nine years she's married to this guy and still going at it. Yeah, she's four or five months pregnant, though. Yeah, but that is not going to bring, that is not going to retrieve the love life or the sex life uh, from the graveyard. No, it's not just with that going kind to, of It's going to sort of enhance it. She sort of has an enthusiasm there that was uh, obvious. I miss the word gusto. You know, there's a whole generation. You know what? I think it was... It was the <laughs> <laughs> We're going to throw that ball around during the next break, Drew. <laughs> We're uh, talking about the 70s uh, football. There's a whole generation of, uh, of kids out there who don't know the word gusto. Uh, Drew and I grew up with uh, the word gusto. I like that. Laura? You're 25. What what commercial was that? Was like every, Schlitz yeah, or something? But yeah. it was great because you'd have some guy go going, for the gusto. You've got to go for all the gusto. Yeah. Yeah. You, you only go around once. <laughs> so uh, because you now, only go now around we've once, we skip right over that. You got to reach for the gusto. Now the, now it's like you don't only go for the gusto. It's just it's yours. Yeah. Just take it. Yeah. The gusto's yeah. You own the gusto. Yeah. Don't even lend out the gusto. Laura. Yeah. You haven't heard gusto in a while, have you? Uh yeah, I do. I heard a lot. Oh, you do? Yeah, I well, use it all the time. Oh, really? Well, put gusto in a sentence for us, would you, Laura? Uh, muchos gusto. Mm, that's muchos gusto. Well, I tried. Okay. Nothing I can do about it. Um, here's my question for you guys. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, hold on. Okay, go ahead. All right. Uh, about a week ago, my boyfriend goes to this bachelor party, and he comes home with no underwear. And two days after that, he ends up in the hospital with a swollen testicle. Uh. And, well, first he didn't want to tell me where the underwear went. He figured that I was overreacting and that it was no big deal. Huh. And uh. Then he says that... Um, that how, how do you... Wait. wait a minute, Laura? Yeah. How do you know he left with underwear? 
Because he wears underwear. All right, he wouldn't have admitted it. Exactly. Well, that, I saw it. I that's didn't. why, like, every fifth time I leave the house, I leave without underwear on in case uh, I ever get backed up into this corner. All right. But, so, anyways... Actually, yeah. I'm not wearing underwear. Right <laughs> You're wishing to be backed up no, in this corner. No, I'm the deal. I, all right, all right, okay. all right. All right, I'm just going to show you. All right. All right. Um, so, he ends up in the hospital the, two days later with the swan. I mean, it looked, it was really gross, but... um. He said, you know, he says that he thought it was twisted or something, but they did an ultrasound and that it wasn't. Okay. And next thing you know, they tell him that it's some kind of infection, probably. Right, right, like an epididymitis, something like that. Well, they didn't tell him what it was, okay. so I, I'm just curious. They didn't, he didn't tell you that they told him what it was anyway. Right, right, exactly. Uh, I'm sure they told him what it was. Well, they brought up STDs with him. Yes. You know, first they said he hasn't been paying for sex or something like that. And, right. Um, so I'm just curious, is it... Is, do guys just get infections in the testicles for no reason? Or? Uh, Not well, the night after the bachelor party, but... Well, yeah. Just, yeah, it's highly sus it's very suspicious. I well, mean, this was a week later, right? Well, but it takes a while to get into the epididymis. And, no, this, uh, was, this was two days later, uh, look, after it, the bachelor party. It is... A epididymitis is a common complication of sexually transmitted disease, okay? It what is it? it? It's The infection gets up the urethra past the prostate into the epididymis, into the testy, actually. There's a little, little cap. What is the epididymis? It's a little sort of processing center that sits on top of the, the testy. It sort of processes the sperm, gets it ready to go out and packaged for the semen. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think. It would be like, it, it would be like the um, foreman on a uh, shipping yard or something? Mm, like Christmas wrapping station. Okay. Okay. And uh, before it goes under the tree. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, having a white Christmas. Yeah. Oh, so it's... You don't think that it could be from, I mean, because he's all telling me, I mean, I've been tested for STDs, and he, you know. Well, it, c it can happen spontaneously. It and, can. And, I mean, maybe he, w you know, it could be part of a prostate infection or prostate inflammation. I mean, maybe he was sort of stimulated by this whole thing, and it got everything inflamed. It's also possible that guys just, from masturbating or any other irritation of the urethra, it can, it can trigger something like this. Okay. So it doesn't mean necessarily that he had contact with somebody else, though certainly... It's a suspicious situation, okay? Okay. Okay. Mm. That's it. That's what was his friend pretty wild? The guy who got married? Well, no, actually, no. But uh, there was 25 guys there, and well, mm. and another thing that's just been bothering me is, he says, well, if it is an STD, it's obviously from you, you know. And we've been using condoms for the last month, and we have a baby mm. and everything, mm. and we didn't use them before, mm. but not mm -hmm. for the past month we've been. Well, using how did he explain his underwear missing? Oh, he said he gave them, you know how bachelor parties, they have, uh, like, a scavenger hunt, like a list of things they need? Uh, no. No. They don't do that at bachelor no. parties. They do that at bachelorette parties, maybe. Let me, let me tell you what's on the list at the um, bachelor scavenger hunt. Uh, beer, lesbians. All right. <laughs> uh, we're done. Uh, who's getting the beer? Uh, Larry is. And the lesbians? Uh, Bob. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Let's sit around and talk about high school football until the beer and the lesbians arrive. There's no scavenger hunt. <laughs> scavenger well, hunt. This is, uh, women do this. Women do this. And, and, and he knows the women do this, of course. So she right, well, that's what he's saying. It's scavenger hunt. Party came Are you up kidding? Can you imagine a bunch of guys sitting around? All right, we're going to start scavenger. Uh, kiss my ass. Where are the lesbians? No. Scavenger uh, hunt. No, the women had to go and get the stuff. They're, they're hunting in their pockets for loose singles. That is the scavenger hunt. But I, then, uh, The last bachelor party I was at, 
I stumbled into the bathroom about four in the morning to uh, urinate in some sort of drunken fog, wearing nothing but my underwear, dropped my underwear, and had a single spring out of the waistband of my underwear and fall into the toilet. See, but you had your underwear. That's true. That's all he had, though. The stuff with my... <laughs> all right, so I don't trust this scavenger right. hunt but, story. But the deal is, though, uh, it, it is possible, it's not inconceivable... Okay. that this was uh, not related to some specific contact, okay? Okay. Right. The, your only way of getting at the truth is to uh, put producer Ann on one of the uh, one of the other participants of the party. She'll get it out oh, of him. Oh, yeah, that's true. She'll work him. Uh, oh, she'll I work him I, like uh, Muhammad Ali doing the rope-a-dope. even the thought about... Have you been listening to this call, Ann? It's a bachelor party call. Uh-huh. Are you okay? Uh, all right. Drew, stop talking AM when she doesn't have her headphones on, she's please. She's very disturbed about these kinds of calls. All right. I'm being disturbed right now about something else, Drew. Oh, those... those yes, yeah. so... What's going on with that? You'll see. All right. Uh, is there anything to eat in there? No? There's Chinese food. No, but I mean in the package? No. No. No pornography? No. All right, I'm not interested. All right. We got some sort of gift box with something scary in it. Todd, you're 16. Yeah, um, hey Adam, hey Drew. Hey, Todd. Um, I had a question about genital piercings. Yeah. Um, I was wondering, like, what can go wrong with that actual piercing? <laughs> well, a whole lot can go wrong. Ble uncontrolled bleeding, infection, scarring. It um, can be a mess. All right. Dysfunction, you can make it so the penis doesn't get erect anymore. I mean, all kinds of things can happen. Well, what about... It tends not to, amazingly. I mean, shockingly. To oh, to me, it doesn't I couldn't work, imagine. But it's certainly possible. What? Uh, that these sorts of complications can develop. Why do you want to get, well, what kind of piercing do you want to get? I've already had it done. What did oh. you have done? Yeah, I had it done a week and a half ago. What did you have done? Uh, it's a piercing on the bottom of the penis, kind of at the base, just in front of the testicles. What do they call that, an ampelang or something? No, there's. this is just a version of like a Prince Albert. Mm, no, that's not a Prince version Albert. of a no. uh, Prince Albert. What do you call it? They just call it a genital piercing. Then you don't have any cool, uh, cool nickname for it. I think it's the ampelang. No, there's no technical name for this one, because I've been doing piercings for a while. You've been doing piercings? Yeah, I do piercings too. Oh, you pierced yourself? No, I didn't pierce this no. one, but I've done all my other ones. Who pierced uh, that one? <laughs> a good friend of mine. Oh boy! All right, what happened? Boy, to you, you guys are close. What happened to you? What do you mean? What happened to me? Growing up. Um. I don't... Huh? Nothing. Really. What? Come nothing. on. What, what'd your parents do to you? My parents are pretty cool. Really? Actually, yeah. What happened to them? What happened to them? Nothing happened, really. Where are they? Well, one's asleep right now, and I don't live with my dad. Mm -hmm. What's the deal with your dad? Um. Well, my mom and my dad got a divorce when I was younger. How old were you? Right now I'm 16. How old were you when your mom and dad got divorced? <laughs> um... They were... Hell were you? Okay. I was... Uh, uh, oh, let's, uh, <laughs> it's time for a Loveline reenactment. Now, Drew, do you think you can handle the reenactment? I will play the part of uh, Todd with the uh, genital piercings. My uh, parents got divorced when I was younger. How old were you? I'm 16. How old were you when your parents got divorced? Uh, my mom was 33. How old were you dad. when your parents when, when your I parents told you I was 16. My mom was 33. My dad was 38, I believe. How old were you when your parents got divorced? I'll be, I'll be 17 in, in <laughs> June. What? <laughs> Our callers, we have the world's dumbest callers. They don't know what they were talking about. Meaning, our, our uh, here's what our callers could do. They could say, I flew in tonight 
on a purple dirigible. And you'd say, how big was it? And they'd say, what? <laughs> All right. Hey, Todd. Yeah. How old were you when your parents got divorced? Four. Four. Okay. And what was going on with your dad when that happened? Did he strike you or anything? No, he never, my dad would never hit me. Did you see him strike your mom? No. Did he strike your penis? No, he never yeah. struck my penis. Okay. Well, why are you doing all these? Uh, we'll we'll turn our, turn over all the cards. Uh, why well, are you doing idea. all these weird piercings on your penis? Um, I only have one on my penis, but I was the penis thing was a, kind of an experiment because like a bunch of my friends did it and mm -hmm. they said it was something cool, so I wanted to see mm -hmm. like what. Now let me ask you this. Here's the other flip if, side. If uh, your friend's penis has jumped off um, uh, a high bridge, bridge uh, would your penis jump off the bridge too? Um. I don't know. Well, all right then. Thanks so much for the lemming penis theory. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, Todd, the other side of this is right. uh, sometimes when parents have, uh, excuse me, when kids have sort of hippie parents, oh yeah, they uh, get really into this stuff. Is that is that parents? yeah? Are your parents sort of hippie-ish? Um, kinda. Yeah. My dad was a, a hippie. Yeah, and yeah. that that's the other side, and, and that that in itself has its own form of abuse, and a Adam will speak to that. Well. My, I guess you gotta eat weeds. I gotta eat weeds. That's uh, that was the form of hippie abuse I had when oh, I was a kid. Smoking weeds is that what you? Mean? Uh, there's a little of that too. <laughs> All right. All right, uh, Todd. Yeah. Uh, how's your penis now? Um. Okay. You're, you're gonna hurt yourself, Todd. You don't even know what the potential is for harm here, and you're you're sticking spears through yourself. Come on. Well, that's what I was kind of calling. Uh, but Todd, you've already done it. I mean. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I know, but I was thinking about actually doing the Prince Albert one. All right, no. No. Listen, no. you moron, don't do it. Let me tell you about I I treated my penis for many years um, like a uh, like a vintage uh, Thunderbird. I kept it in the garage with a cover over it. Rarely ever used it. Up on blocks. <laughs> Wheels off. Oiled it up like, jeez, uh, like three times a day. The, the point is, is I... Uh, I've said this many a time. I spend the entire day focusing on keeping sharp objects away from my penis. That is my number one concern. I may not do another thing in a day other than keep sharp things away from my penis. Drew, your schedule is packed full of seeing patients and uh, going to the hospital, uh, reading uh, text and literature. Not me. I stay home and focus on keeping sharp stuff away from my penis. Uh, and and uh, caring for it, right? Just the general care. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of upkeep, a lot of maintenance. Yeah. All right, uh, Chumbawamba will be in here in uh, just a moment, and Drew and I are going to throw around the pigskin until then. What's the music about? What? Oh, the music? Uber! Mmm. You like making money? Why not? Want to drive away with cash? Uber. Drive with Uber. They got the popular smartphone app. Connects the riders with the drivers. And you make your own hours. You're your own boss. Your cubicle has four wheels on it. It is Uber. Uh, Matt, you're doing this, right? Yeah, I am loving it. I'm literally just driving around town, listening to my iPod, and making money while I do it. It's incredible. And then how do you get paid, and how does the whole thing work? Basically, when you sign up, you give them account information, and just like you would at a normal job with direct deposit, 
they essentially just once a week you get money funneled into your account. I have it going straight to my savings account, so it's just adding up. Good, because I was looking at kind of scaling it back around sure, here. Yeah, that will know exactly. Well, now you can you. you can bridge that gap. Wow, with amazing. Uber, Uber baby, and you just turn your phone on, and when you want to turn the app on, you send up the bat signal. Yeah, you literally push a button that says go online, and when you're done, you tap it again, and you're offline. It's that simple. Love that. Parents make some money around your family schedule. Students, you make money between classes. Everybody makes some money with Uber. Sign up to be a driver at Uber. Visit drivewithuber.com. That's drivewithuber.com. Drivewithuber.com. Love line. Boy, there's nothing like uh, this radio gig. If it's not uh, sports equipment, it's uh, fresh pressed orange juice and Chinese food. And women. All oh, the women. All right, Chumbawamba is our guest tonight. <clears throat> Alice, uh, now, is it Nutter? We just yeah, be Nutter? Nutter, N U T E R. Nutter. Nutter. And uh, Dunstan Bruce are here, both from uh, Chumbawamba. Welcome to the show. Thank okay. you very much. You, uh, you guys are playing. The Palace tomorrow night, which is a uh, very nice old place, and then uh, it's back to uh, the, back to Europe, back no, to England. No, it's back to Scandinavia. Then we're we're going to gig in Finland and Sweden and have, Denmark. Uh, now you guys have been around for many years. Yeah, for the last fifteen years. Oh boy! But uh, a lot of people around here in the United States are just hearing about you now because of uh, the success of the record. Um, have you toured the uh, States a number of times? We've been through America twice in the back of a van, you know, like doing it yourself, driving, right. sleeping on people's floors. But this is the first time that we've ever been where we've had uh, a relative amount of comfort. Right, where there's actually a, a hotel room. Well, there's a bed, actually. In we a like bed. to call it a bed. Wow. <laughs> we should do that, too. Yeah. All right, so um, uh, you're going back now. How long have you been here in the United States? Then? Three weeks. Weeks. Are you disgusted? You're fed up? You're ready to go back? No, it's not. Um, we haven't got that view of America that everybody's stupid. Oh, you haven't? No. no. Oh. I mean, you got to travel around more. <laughs> well, everywhere you go, people make out that like working class people are stupid yeah. because they watch telly. You know, what a ridiculous thing. You you don't become a sitcom just because you watch one. Well, it's um, it's not a bad point. Actually, the um, the. Uh, the people who put these sitcoms on are actually much stupider than the people that uh, watch, watch them. them. I remember one time I was uh, pitching an idea to uh, somebody on, uh, I believe it was MTV, actually, <laughs> station we're on. And I said, um, I said uh, it was like a home improvement type show. Uh, and, uh, oh, the, right. uh, Which the is a really annoying show. Oh, it's it? a horrible show. But this, this was, had to do with building and that kind of stuff. Anyway, um, the, the woman said, uh, our... Viewers are renters. They're not owners, so therefore they would have no interest in a show that had this uh, for uh, as a, as a topicality. Uh, as as you know, uh, through the research they've done, everybody who enjoyed, like for instance, I Love Lucy, was married to a Cuban band leader, <laughs> and everyone who saw McHale's Navy was uh, actually uh, at some Philippine island driving a PT boat in World War II. And everyone who enjoys Friends uh, lives in a uh, Manhattan apartment and uh, looks good, but doesn't have sex with each other. Answer your point. Idiots. Everybody on TV is an idiot. 
So uh, they actually make fun of the people watching the TV, but I do believe it's the people that are producing it. But uh, let's talk about government for a second, because right. I found out that you guys are anarchists. Yeah, we are. Now, what anar anar anarchy was sort of uh, hip here, and, uh, you know, when the punk movement was going down, maybe in the late 70s and the Sex Pistols and all that. Uh, was that then with the anarchy, anarchy in the UK and all yeah, that business? Yeah, I mean, that, that's when we first sort of got drawn towards politics, but... People have this idea that anarchy is chaos and disorder because it was totally valid when Sex Pistols were kicking against the establishment but, you know, not really sort of defining what they were doing and not talking about social responsibility or all like that. Right. See, as Americans, we think of anarchy as just a bunch of uh, drunken soccer fans uh, turning over cars and urinating through mail no, slots I'm after... Sure, I'm sure after all Americans don't. Anarchy. You might, but the rest oh, of Oh, I speak for all Americans. <laughs> No, we picture a bunch of guys in, you know, with the big A on the back of the, you know, looking like um, extras from Quadrophenia running around and kicking ass. Well, if they did look like extras from Quadrophenia, they'd look fairly cool. Well, that's but, all know, right, but that's what I'm saying. That's what we picture yeah. is, is is stupid Americans who watch too much TV. That's what we think of, of anarchy. That's all we know yeah. of anarchy. That's what I'm saying. So why don't you tell us uh, what anarchy is exactly? Well, we think that it's social responsibility, this idea that, you know, if you look at Bill Clinton, would you trust Bill Clinton to plan your life for you? Because I wouldn't trust Bill Clinton to plan, his, to plan right. my life for me. You know, I, I well, any politician, at least in our form of government here, uh, by the time they get to the point where they can hold any kind of notable office, they have taken so many bribes. Yeah, and, well, and yeah, it's so precisely. So right. Surely you won't control your own life. And, you know that you have this idea, you're not rotten to your next door neighbours, are you? Most people are all right with the people that live mm, next door. Yeah, I, th uh, that's true. Except, Except for me, I, I hate my next door yeah, neighbours. But, but no, I, I take your point, you're right. You know, you, you live in a community and you do it without thinking about it. You're all right with people. Not because Bill Clinton's telling you to be. Is that really anarchy or is it just sort of decentralization of government to little communities? Well, it's, it's a form of anarchy. It's decentralization to little communities, but as well as that, it's not having a leader within that community. It's having, like, shifting responsibility. So it's like a commune, more. Yeah, so people aren't in power all the time, and that also that decisions are made in the community, and the power shifts. Have you, you, ever, have you ever seen that film, Land and Freedom? No. Oh, there's a brilliant it's, bit. It's a, it's a great film about the uh, Spanish Civil War in the 36, and there's this great bit in it that's about um, all these uh, workers discussing about the collectivization of the land. And it's just this great, great scene where they're just debating, you know, what is what the pros and cons of, of how they should all work together and trying to come to a decision between themselves rather than there being one person there who just comes along and tells them mm -hmm. what, they, what they've got to do and, and reaps all the profit from that. Mm -hmm. So, so it's not, it wasn't a case of, you know, they were going to remain poor whilst this one person just came along and took all the money off them. You know, how's it, was, it was different like, than communism? Well, communism. A lot of people they don't identify, drink as much, yeah, I don't think. people think about Soviet communism, you know, communism in itself into bad word, but it's got so many connotations of like totalitarianism and greyness and crap lives and, you know, basically you get Stalinism instead of... Well, here's my problem with communism, and um, I know it's not uh, anarchism, but when you remove um, the problem, if you look at the communist government, at least um, the Soviet Union, or the former Soviet, Re Soviet Union, People, um, you know, they didn't put go the extra mile to make it work, to make that shop work. I mean, they they didn't they didn't 
the, the product wasn't what it could be because the people weren't personally invested in it because they couldn't lose their job. And it wasn't like if you start a small business and you have to keep the small business afloat, you get there extra early, you stay extra late, and you don't get drunk at lunchtime. Yeah, but it was never communism. It were it was state control. It was the same sort of state control as right. you've got in most countries. You know, there were about 17 days where they had a, a pure revolution. And then Lenin decided that people were too stupid to decide things for themselves and that the Communist Party had to be a vanguard. Well, we're saying people aren't stupid. You know, right. you would you, would you like to get rid of the uh, uh, whole um, the monarchy in, in uh, yeah, the oh, UK? Yeah, of course, yeah, but I don't want them dead because they're more trouble dead. You know, yeah, they're as martyrs. soon as they're dead, they're everywhere. It, it's better just to go off to a small island and live comfortably. Well, you send them to uh, Brazil, I think that's what you do. All right, I'll tell you what we're going to do. Uh, why don't we hear a song from Chumbawamba, just uh, in case uh, people aren't putting the uh, band together with the song that they know, uh, we'll play it. Uh, Engineer Mike, you uh, you have that? Okay. Uh, I'm I'm guessing we're going to hear uh, Tub Thumping, right? All right. Uh, from Chumbawamba, Tub Thumping. Is I thought it mattered. I thought that music mattered. But does it bollocks? Not compared to how people matter. Wumba, tub thumping. I really like that song. Although I was singing something, uh, you know, completely different for the first uh, month I'd heard it in my car. Uh, get knocked. All right, but uh, let's just make sure because there's, I've, I've heard a lot of people screwing it up. I get knocked down, but I get up again, and there's nothing ever going to keep me down. You're never going to keep me down. You're never going to go. Okay. I get knocked down, but I get up again. You're never going to keep me down? Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's no and, you're never no, going to... No, just your... Oh, it's, it's a bit of an anthem is what it is. All right. Um, we'll uh, talk more to uh, Chumbawamba and uh, Chumbadruba after this. <laughs> This is Dr. Drew for True Car. Everyone is talking about transparency these days, a word you hear a lot, because people want it. So when it comes to making a big purchase, like perhaps buying a new car, you expect some transparency in the buying process. This is a process that gives you the confidence to know you're getting the fair deal, right? So you can really look at all the details. To understand the power of transparency, you need to check out True Car and True Car's mobile app. True Car not only can configure the car you want and how you want it, but you can see what others actually paid for the same car you're looking for. 
down to the zip code. So right in your area, you see the very same car. So you know what you can expect to pay for the car you want. Pretty transparent, right? And once you decide on that car, you can lock in guaranteed savings on an average over $3,000 off MSRP. Then you're connected with a trusted True Car certified dealer that will honor your savings without any negotiation, no shenanigans. So when you're ready for a new, transparent car buying experience, save time, save money, and never overpay. Download the True Car app today. Hey, this is Fiona Apple, and you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Yes, you is. Alice and Dunstan are both here from Chumbawamba, the uh, big band that has been around for a big amount of time, but um, now um, hitting it big, which is, uh, I know um, since you guys are anarchists, uh, you don't, actually give me the money that uh, I'll put it to good use, but um, I know it wasn't a... uh, you don't strike me as the kind of band that was uh, looking to uh, have a whole bunch of commercial success, but uh, no, now we you got we it. we weren't looking for it, but we did actually want to be in people's houses. We wanted to be on karaoke machines and, you know, like... <laughs> I'd love to see some ...played at family parties, because if, if you really think that, like, ideas influence people's lives and popular culture has a massive influence on your life, because it has on ours, you know, punk rock changed the course of his lives. Right. Then, you know, you want to have a certain amount of influence on other people. And part of it is like pop music and exhilaration of it and enjoying being a band. But a lot of it is this idea that, you know, that the state as it is don't work. Capitalism don't work. People are like insecure and crapping on each other left, right and centre. And if you think there's other ideas that if people had access to them, they might be interested in them, then you try and get them in their houses. Right. All right, so um, on one hand, um, you don't want to become sellouts. On the other hand, um, you need a you want a big audience. You want a lot of ears. We've no guilt. You know, I think people think that, um, that, that to be an anarchist, you've got to be some sort of pure creature. It's all about politics or denial. I don't do this, I don't do that. Well, you know, most working class people have done we out their whole lives. They don't want more doing we out. You know, you, everybody wants a better life. And the mo- at the moment, stuff isn't fair at all. So all we're saying is that we want something fairer. You know, we're not like going, poverty is great, embrace it, kids. Right. Now, I just want someone to pick up my garbage once in a while. That's uh, that's really as much, uh, as much government as I need in my life. Rachel. Yeah. Hey, you're 19. Hi. What's going on? Um, I always just had a question. Um, my dad used to do stuff to me when I was, like, 10, and I was just wondering how much it would affect my, like, relationships now. What did he do to you? Um, he sexually abused me. For how long? About two years. And is he, was he uh, convicted of this? Did somebody find out about it? No. Does anybody know about it now? Yeah, I told people now, but I didn't say anything about it at the time. Is he still in your life? What? Is he still in your life? No. Why not? I mean, I know why not, but is he, um, did he move somewhere out of state? Do you not talk to him? Well, um... No, he's still in the same state, but um, I haven't seen him since... I I only lived with him for two years. Your mom divorced him? Yeah, when I was, like, two, and then um, when I was about ten, she had (sighs) us move in with him. Oh, Oh, boy. Uh, What's up with your mom? I don't know. Uh, (laughs) Something's up with her, too, right? Yeah, I guess. She married a guy who was capable of doing this to his kids. And then went back to him. Yeah. Oh, boy. Is she an addict or anything? Mm-mm. No? No? 
All right. Was, so she, was she sexually abused when she was younger? Uh, not to my knowledge. You ever asked her that? What? You, you don't ask your folks that. Well, it's, it's she's weird. 19 now, but it may, it, may be, it may be that she was abused when she was younger. You know, sorry, uh, but can I put in? You know, sure. like she asked, what will it do to my relationships now? It seems really funny to me that you're like going, did your mother abuse you? Did, did you do this? When she well, asked another because, question. Because we, to know exactly the extent to which it's going to impact on her relationships, we have to be able to assess exactly what the dynamics are in this family. I mean, if the mother's an addict or a schizophrenic or something, that may have more impact than the sexual abuse of the father. Ob any sexual abuse before the age of 12 is obviously going to have dramatic impact on your on your ability to conduct relationships and to achieve true intimacy in an open way. It, it well, we always get to it eventually anyway. We're just trying to uh, oh, no, I just draw didn't a little. want to drag her out, you know. Ah, uh, she's fine. <laughs> Rachel, you're fine, aren't you? Yeah. But, but, but look, you will <laughs> We forget how uh, painful the show can be at times. We're, we're very used to it. Uh, <laughs> you, you're used, you, you're, though, tend to attract kind of abusive guys. That's what you'll do, right? Chaotic oh. relationships. I don't, uh, I've been with the same guy for about three years now. Great. We, like, fight a lot, mm. but it's not like, I don't know. It's That's unusual. I mean, it's it's good to be able to to try to maintain a stable relationship. How old is the guy? I'm uh, 23. Mm-hmm. So he was 20 when you were 16. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, he was 19. He was yeah. almost 20. Uh, you were in the 10th grade, and he was two years out of college. High school? Well, I'm guessing uh, mm -hmm. junior well, college. Well, he wasn't in college. But right. <laughs> Not even junior college? What? Actually, people go to junior college are even dumber than people that just miss college straight away out of high school. <laughs> All right, so listen, Rachel. Mm-hmm. Hold on. They have junior Al college in England? No. No. I was going to say something. I was going to say, like, if it were a bloke going out with a younger woman, there wouldn't be any, hmm, is there anything strange about this relationship? Oh, no, yes. Because we people accept that, you know, men go out with younger women all the time because that's oh, the no. status quo. No, not here. Not not an adult. Well, he is, it is a bloke going out with the younger um, that's bird. No, yeah. that's no, but I'm saying if it, uh, sorry, if it's, yeah, you're right, actually. You're right. Oh, yeah, right. He, he, you're yeah. right, you're right. Strike one up for capitalism, Drew. <laughs> well, no, we, you know, it, we don't tend to raise our eyebrows at a 40-year-old guy and a 29-year-old girl, but a 20-year-old and a 16-year-old are in two different worlds, and a 16-year-old has no capacity to assess whether or not that 20-year-old is a healthy person or not, because they're not peers. The 16-year-old still, you know, beginning in high school. It, it, listen, it it's, it's not it's not the end of the world. It's just when I was two years out of high school, I couldn't imagine going back and dating someone who was in the 10th grade. Or even it, a senior in high school. Or even someone who was a senior in high school uh, when I was a couple years old. No, 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 it's fine. No, we want you. We want you. It's we want Dunstan you. we need to, to quiet down. The man <laughs> is out of control. I'm going to give him the pepper spray in a second. All right, here's what we're saying, Rachel. You're not damned uh, to have horrible relationships your whole life because you were, um, uh, because your dad sexually abused you. But you're certainly prone to do it, and in, unless you sort of uh, keep a watchful eye out for it and get some therapy and so on and so forth, you're likely to do it. But you're calling, you know, you're aware of it, and you just have to watch yourself. I mean, it, it's almost the, the like the good news is is that she was older when it started, mm. and this wasn't a guy. Oh. This wasn't really her father in the sense that it was somebody she knew as her father growing up. So it wasn't the same kind of violation. Right. So there's potential there for the, her to be able to heal a lot of this on her. But own. it's like saying, you know, everyone in my family was an alcoholic. Um, am I going to be an alcoholic? Or does it affect me? Not necessarily, but. Um, take it easy anyway. I mean, don't don't go out. Uh, don't get a job at a brewery, because. You're, you're prone to it. I had a, a little bit. Experience today. I watched daytime television. <laughs> no, really. And uh, 
they had on the women, some of the women that were that were having sex with this guy who was HIV positive in upstate New York. Oh, that guy, yeah, that was going around yeah. uh, having sex with everybody. And most, of the, at least virtually all Wives of senators? Uh, no, uh, no. Sex, sexually abused teenagers. No, oh, right. And, uh, Is and, that the guy who supposedly went around schools? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I was just appalled at the way the actual fundamental issue that created the circumstance was completely dismissed as well we can all we always know that affects people but let's talk about the all the glamour you know and the chaos that this guy created rather than talking about the source and the solutions it was just very right. disturbing the thing. source being uh, these women came from uh, broken families uh, with uh, histories of abuse sexual abuse and therefore it left them and wide the moms, open God for bless her, any predators one of the moms came up and said uh, listen uh, this is this is the product of sexual abuse and for people that don't think it's a profound impact on people uh, uh, my my daughter has been afflicted with it her whole life and as a mother, I've been suffering. I thought that 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 was what the show should have been about, right there. They went right past. They went, oh, okay, yeah, okay, all right, and on to let's talk more about how many how many women this guy had sex with. Oh yeah, pathetic. That's real titillating. All right, well, daytime TV, everybody. <laughs> but you know, it's geared at people who are uh, the unemployable. So, and uh, and uh, phys physicians who are back from Vegas and uh, <laughs> rock bands who are uh, on the road and killing time before. Uh, um, spreading their message on uh, nighttime radio shows. <laughs> Sarah, yeah. you're 18. Yeah. You're on with Chumbawamba. Hi. Hiya. Hey. Hi. Come on, Dunson, say hi. Come on. I said hi. All right. It was more like a, Hello, more Sarah. Of a squeak. Hello. That's what I want to hear. All right. What do you want now? Okay. Well, sometimes after my boyfriend and I have sex, I will not like go into convulsions or anything, but I'll shake and get really cold and clammy and I'll cry a little. But the thing is, it's not like, like, oh, I'm trying to get attention. Oh, you know, hold me. But it's like, I have no idea why. Mm -hmm. And then, like, he'll try and, like, so what's wrong? And he'll try and touch my arm, and I'll jerk away. And I feel, I know this sounds really gay, but I'll feel really naked. You know what I mean? Like, I start to cover up myself a little. Mm -hmm. And I feel really uncomfortable. Can and I, I didn't know why. Can I ask a question? Do you sure. like Do you like him? Oh, God, yeah. We've been going out for over two years, and we live together and everything. I love him. Mm. You know, you're each other's first everything. How old is he? Huh? How old is he? 42. He's 18? Yeah. Have you ever been with another guy? Oh, no. 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 Okay, I just want to know because I was curious if you had the same reaction. What about, uh, do you ever masturbate? Uh, <laughs> what? Okay, we're taking that as a yes. <laughs> All right, so then I'll just move on. After you masturbate, do you uh, recoil from yourself? Do I or what? cry or get Do a you hold. cry? No. You don't have an emotional. I reaction cried then. once when the uh, VCR got jammed uh, with one of my tapes. It but literally broke Just before down. your favorite scene. Yeah. If you want to get used to uh, thinking about somebody else, use your other hand. It feels like another person. <laughs> you mean use your bad hand? <laughs> Let me try use that. your left hand. <laughs> I thought you had to sit on it for ages until he went numb. Yeah, sit on it until it falls asleep. <laughs> yeah, I may try that tonight. Uh, or I'll who, use who Drew's the, hand. Who was our guest that came up with an interesting question? Uh, any recurring dreams? Oh, yeah. That was uh, Charles Fleischer. Right. Sarah? Yeah? Do you have any recurring dreams? Of anything in particular? Yeah. No. No? No. Never been um, um, smothered by a guy or anything? <laughs> Nobody tried to drown you in a pool? No, but how funny that you bring that up, because I always have, well, it's nothing like a real big dream or anything, but I always have a dream that I'm, like, almost drowning, but I can, like, breathe underwater. Do you have like, asthma? Huh? Do you have asthma? No. Are you heavy? Am I heavy? Overweight? No. No. Okay. The sleep apnea sometimes can give you those dreams and asthma and that sort of thing. So uh, just, you, do you snore when you, when you sleep? 
No. Okay. Um, well, I would I would snoring yeah. when you were asleep. Uh, well, it's, it's well, no, snoring snoring is a sign of sleep apnea syndrome, where people stop breathing in the, during their sleep, and during those periods of apnea, they'll often dream that they're underwater, and they they'll wake up gasping all of a sudden. Um, they, she's awfully young for that. I mean, it'd be, it'd be bizarre if, if she had it. But but does that have a, a connection with a crying? I no, no, sex. not at all. We're too <laughs> completely off the subject now. <laughs> uh, were you ever touched or uh, uh, violated any way? Yeah, but I don't. That's no. Oh boy, no. we're talking about uh, swimming and dreams and what happened. <laughs> you want to know everything that's ever happened in my life? Well, mm. no. No, we want to know the specific <laughs> sexual abuse that, that pertains to this problem. Excuse me. What happened? Well. Nothing really. I mean, well, the normal old stuff. But I mean, I'm not going to use that as as an excuse because it's Sarah, like Sarah, doesn't please, bother me. Okay, that's fine. Well, the, the, you can let down all that defense right now and tell us exactly. No, what no, happened. no. I'm just letting you know because okay, some well, people have a tendency to go, well. Well, I'm what happened? Judged. Well, what happened anyway? Well, I mean, like, well, nothing really. I well, just the normal old stuff, you know. Did, did, uh, well, excuse me a second, Sarah. General, Sarah, uh, Sarah general sodomy yeah, or, Sarah, or there, what? there is there is no normal or general old okay. stuff. My and it always has dad. has profound impact on your emotional world. And if you're going to maintain massive denial about that, you're never going to get through this. Well, no, it's I, I'm not having denial. I just am not going to lay that as an excuse. It's not an excuse, but it is the source of these conflicts. Okay. And if you're that, and it's not uncommon for somebody 18 to be completely detached from their emotional worlds. I mean it. You know, as a teenager, it's hard to really master right. these things and right. understand them. Listen, we're, we're running short on time. Sarah? Yeah? Some uh, one of your dad's friends touched you in a... Your best well, friend's uh, dad. No, it was my best friend's dad. Okay. And he uh, sexually uh, abused you or assaulted you or something? Yeah. How old were you? Um, probably like 10 or 11. How long did that go on for? Um, not long at all. Just it, it happened like a couple times. Okay. Well, that's um, probably why you recoil though, after you make love. I mean, somewhere it affected a part of your emotional world that you're not directly in touch with. And you get in touch with it under the circumstances of uh, the release and the biology and the intimacy of, of a physical encounter. But it, and, it, I'd never... Well, that's... It doesn't seem like it's ever affected me, though, you know what I mean? I never yeah, think well, well luckily. Anything. Luckily it's never but It's not destroying your life, but you're calling about a specific problem and it seems to stem from this incident. So this is a polar bear. Okay. Right. Okay. We um, explain that when we get back. Okay. We'll be back um, to explain polar bears and uh, Chumbawamba and uh, everything else after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Bye-bye. You've worked hard all summer, and now you deserve new blinds. Reward yourself with Blinds Galore Labor Day Sale, where you can get up to 50% off everything. One of the biggest sales of the year, so visit BlindsGalore.com before it ends Tuesday, September 8th. Even though summer is almost over, the sun is still going strong. Blinds Galore has the right window coverings to slash your home's heat gain up to 50%. Save you up to $150 on your energy bill. If you're tired of getting off the couch just to keep the sunlight out of your eyes, blinds galore. New smart blinds even connect directly to your smart home, allowing you to program the fit your schedule, giving you total control from anywhere you might be. You're just one cord pull, one click away from nice dark room, no glare, no distractions. Whether you need more privacy to sleep in, to cool down, or just fix up your room, blindsgalore.com has just what you're looking for. Blinds Galore makes it easy to get the custom blinds and shades you've always wanted in your home. 
Go check out BlindsGalore.com and let them know I sent you Dr. Drew. That is BlindsGalore.com. Hey, it's a love line. Chumba Wamba's here tonight, and this is uh, Dr. Drew's here tonight. Uh, we'll be back in 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. Tub Thumper is the name of the Chumbawamba CD. It is uh, out, and uh, it will remain out. And uh, you can find them Tuesday night. Is that tomorrow night? Yeah. Lose track. Uh, at the uh, beautiful palace. You ever played at the palace before? No. Where did we no. play last time we were at? Uh, Jabba Joe. Place called Jabba Joe. Really small club. Yeah, palace is uh, considerably bigger. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing. And, and very nice. One of the... <laughs> it's going to look like a uh, new establishment to you guys but to uh, people here from uh, Los Angeles it's uh, it's it's historical it's uh, from I believe the uh, 30s yeah is Ancient. it like the Fillmore in San Francisco then? it's uh, mm, probably different. I mean it, you know Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin didn't play there in the in the 60s I don't believe but they, they filmed a lot of movies there and it's it has that old uh, Hollywood art deco it was uh, a movie 20s. theater wasn't it or something yeah, it must have been something yeah. like that. It's a beautiful place. Yeah. So uh, it uh, holds a lot of people, and uh, it looks good holding the people. So, <laughs> so enjoy. Uh, cheers, as uh, we say here in the States. Polar bears. Oh, the polar bear theory. Yes. Uh, well, I'll explain to uh, Alice of Chumbawamba the, uh, my polar bear theory. Um, if you want to understand uh, the uh, mating habits and the um, uh, rituals and, and whatnot uh, uh, of polar bears, you only need to study about 50 or 100 of them. You don't need to see every polar bear. You know what I mean? Like for scientists, we check out 100 polar bears, see uh, when they mate, how they mate, uh, how they are when they die, and a few other things like that. Then we understand polar bears. And uh, this show is about that with people. We get a lot of calls, a lot of people saying, you don't know my background, or, or I'm different, or so on and so forth. But we can tell, just like the scientists studying the polar bear, that uh, if somebody's dad got on you a couple of times when you were 10 years old, and then you become intimate some years later with your boyfriend, and you're crying, it's because of that incident. That's what we can tell you, because we see it night after night after night. We don't have to take each, just like scientists, they don't take, a, you know, they don't... Each, you don't, you said you don't take each individual case. No. But, I mean, no, everybody's an individual, yeah, but, but we, are human, we are human They're beings, an individual, and our behavior but, is, uh, but it's like if you go into the, if, if you go into the emergency room and you say, um, I have this sharp pain coming from, you know, uh, put your hand over your heart and you say, I have sharp pain, um, it's not like we have to dissect you and find no, out what's say, under there. Oh, you've got a badge stuck in your chest. <laughs> right. No, but you know what I'm saying? It's the yeah, same thing. Yeah. They go, okay, it's, it's either angina or the guy's having a heart attack or something. He's yeah. pointing right at his heart. We know human beings, and we know that's where their heart is. Uh, and a polar bear, they, wherever their heart is, is wherever the, the, it would be. The, the difference is the behaviors are reproducible. What can be different is the meaning people make of it. That's what's unique, yeah. is that what's happening inside each person's head in relation to these behaviors and these traumas. Jennifer. Hmm? Jennifer? Yeah, hi. Hey. Hi, I'm 14. <laughs> um, yeah, I have a question. 
Um, I go to all-girls school, and it's a fresh, um, it's from 9th to 12th grade, and we have to wear uniform as Catholic. And um, I had a friend... Now, um, save that uniform. Yeah. I'm just saying, later on, your husband's going to want to uh, see you squeeze yourself into it. I hate it. Okay. <laughs> but just save it, please. Okay. Well, not for now, but, you know, you know, you guys know what I'm saying. Later on. Yeah. Jennifer, what's going on? Okay, so I had this friend from, like, nine years from my old school, and we started school together, and she had an older brother. And he's in um, 10th, 11th grade. Um, he's a junior this year. Uh-huh. And we've always been friends and everything. And so this year we became really good friends. And she didn't like it. And she didn't have any other friends, really. And so she started all these rumors about me. That I was a bitch and a slut and all this other stuff. Oh, how <laughs> how sad. Yeah. How <laughs> sad that that's how she would uh, react to somebody. It sounds like she's threatened. Like she's afraid she's going to lose you or something. And she's angry and feeling abandoned. Yeah, and it was really hard for me because, like, we were friends and everything, and I had told her a lot of stuff, and her parents were, like, best friends. <laughs> mm. Are, are you going to let the friendship go because of her... See, me and her brother, like, last week, <laughs> um, kissed and stuff, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, like, I felt really bad and everything, but, like, she did all that stuff. Hold on a second, Jennifer. Let mm-hmm. me just uh, take this moment and say how refreshing it is to hear a 14-year-old uh, calling the show... Talk uh, about kissing. Not talking about uh, having a meth lab in their basement or uh, uh, some problem stemming from genital herpes or turning tricks or uh, scraping dad's drunken ass off the sofa before he feels me up kind of thing. This is, uh, these are like real teenage problems. It is so nice. <laughs> this is the greatest problem we've, we've heard uh, all week, weeks, isn't it? Yeah, it's been two weeks since we've heard a real teenage problem. Oh, I'm glad I could give you a problem. <laughs> oh, boy. This is great. So your friends making fun of you. <laughs> this is delightful, isn't it? It's got you stumped, that, hasn't it? Yeah, but it, it's 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 so quaint, you know. Painful for uh, for Jennifer though. Yeah. Uh, and uh, here, here's the deal. Which is more important to you right now, your best friend or your new boyfriend? She she wasn't my best friend, but she doesn't have any other friends. <laughs> How come? Okay, well she acts like a guy, <laughs> kind of. She just she was molested by someone. Kind of, a long time ago. Right. I knew the story had to turn eventually. Couldn't <laughs> just all, all be about... You were too? Oh, you were yeah, too. Oh, what is going on with this? <laughs> when you were 12. Yeah, by um, one of my parents' friends. He's like 65 now. Uh, and, um, what, what did he do to you? Um, I don't really remember. I mean, I pretty much blocked it out. Jennifer, yeah. a year and a half ago. No, I'm 14. It was like two and a half years ago. Oh, excuse me. Okay. <laughs> what happened? Um, well, I just remember I was swimming, and he got me drunk somehow. I don't remember exactly. I think he gave me a drink or something. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't... So you were I raped, d- really. It's more than a second. I don't know what happened. Mm. And um, I just told my parents... Hold on a second. I want to talk to Chimbalwama. Uh, cancel the Palace show and head back uh, for... Um, <laughs> Uh, the UK tonight. Just leave tonight. What? <laughs> because there's a there's so about it's same stuff in the UK, isn't it? Uh, no, there's an eighty percent chance one if one member of Chumbawamba will be raped. Yeah, well, uh, look, we we come from Burnley. It's got highest rate of incest and highest rate of drug drug abuse for Where a tiny size. Burnley. We we were a lot. Oh really? Of, yeah. So. Where well, is that's it? refreshing. So we're used to it. Where it's is it? in the north of England. Incest. You mean, you, mean, you mean they don't have that on the sign when you drive yeah, in, though? Yeah, well, it's the only thing. Like, highest rate of incest, highest rate of drug abuse. Enjoy. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> uh, come again. Oh, boy. All right, so, oh, boy, Jennifer. So I our, 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 our in January because my counselor made me because I was really upset. And I kind of started taking sleeping pills so I could sleep because oh. I saw him again. Oh. Uh, remember how quaint this call was uh, two <laughs> minutes ago? It really went down. 
<laughs> all right, all right. So, okay. so you uh, let's let's stay focused on the issue here. You understand that your friend, and it sounds like your friend was is much more disturbed than you, and she was yeah. probably abused at a much younger age. Yeah. Right. And so for her, these sorts of abandonments are extremely traumatic and r- incites a tremendous amount of emotional chaos and anger and fury and rage. Mm-hmm. And she's acting that out now against you. And I don't think you can do much to stop that. I mean, yeah, people like that usually either keep you over-idealized or completely devalued. And you're sort of getting into this devaluing thing where you, she's trying to destroy you in some way. Oh. Um, now, about the the new the, the boyfriend, you know, the, sister, the, the brother of your friend, I, I don't know that's such a great thing to be involved with. I mean, it's okay, I'm glad you like the guy and stuff, but it sounds like kind of a mess to be involved in all that. If you can possibly pull yourself away from that, please do. And you're situation really was more of a rape and, a, and a assault at 12. I thank God it wasn't before that. Certainly it will affect you. Was um, it, uh, say, a friend of her dad's? Y- yeah. Yeah. The, uh, I, uh, and she's I, in counseling now, and to just kind of kind of hang back from all this stuff, Jennifer. Stay stay out of the chaos. Just just stay above it right now. Oh, boy. What are we going to say? I don't know, I, and I've said it a few times. I can't figure out that... Uh, that impulse, especially the one about having sex with your kids, that—that uh. that to me is the most uh, um, alien impulse in the world. I mean, there's a lot of um, humanistic impulses I don't participate in, uh, you know, murder and whatnot. But I sort of understand them. Right. I understand where they come from. You know, rage and uh, certain. You know, I understand a guy getting uh, getting getting a little wood going for a good-looking 15-year-old. I, I'm not going to have sex with a 15-year-old, but I, well, I understand it. You know, I don't condone it, but I understand it. But having sex with like your nine-year-old, your four-year-old, well, your four-year-old, four-year-old. Well, about power, though, isn't it? You know, I, as you know, I, you know, I'm sat here gobsmacked half the time saying in, inappropriate things. Because this is a situation no, that I'm not used anything. to. You've not no, said go anything. Ahead. You've been just fine. But you know, it is about power, and if people, quite often, I think if people feel like they have no power in the world, then they take it out on somebody else. That's a, you know, that's a interesting they, they point. They screw them over because it's it's like the white trash bigotry thing, but it relates to sex as well. Well, it, I always believed, uh, I believe, too, that part of it. And Drew, you always disagree with me on this one, I think. Uh. But I think part of it is, if you're a man and uh, you're having sex with your uh, four or five-year-old daughter, part of it is a hatred for your wife. Because that is the ultimate thing you could do to destroy your wife's life. I mean, it's the ultimate... Uh, object that you could destroy. I, I think you know it, what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand that. And God knows there may be something like that there, but, but that's even more diabolical. Though. I, I think it's more kids who were abused themselves at that age grow up to be adults, well, yeah. and they try, they're basically trying to recapture that piece of themselves by having somebody else. Right. They're trying to reenact it to get back into that and, and move it forward, move out of it, and they end up just reacting out the same thing all over again. Dan. What up? You're 17, Holmes. Yep. You're on with the Chumba Wumba. Yeah, Drew and Adam, you're both the man. Dan, has got to smoke less pot. <laughs> Smoking a lot of weed, Dan? Nope, just tired. Hey, do they smoke uh, a lot of pot in England? Yeah. Where yeah. do they get it? Can they grow, uh, like, they grow it in basements and stuff? <coughs> they grow it in Holland. Oh, they grow it in Holland. A lot of it comes from Turkey. And Holland's not exactly the most arid region. Morocco. Morocco. Yeah. Mm, okay. 
Okay. It just seems like you know here we we grow it uh, stateside. You know, mm. we don't we don't uh, we don't have to go to other places. Although you know we get some from Mexico and that kind of thing. But uh, England doesn't seem like a good climate to grow uh, marijuana. No, people get caught growing skunk and stuff like that by uh, helicopters with oh, really? infrared lights because they can see where you've got all the uh, you know where you've got all your lights on the. Uh, Oh, you mean in your, you mean in your basement or in your attic? Oh, you mean like grow lights? Yeah. Yeah, you know. Well, that's diabolical. Yeah. I don't think we even do that. Oh yeah. Oh no, there's a whole thing about how they detect underground uh, stuff. Oh, there is. Oh, yeah. The 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 uh, like. But the, they don't they don't the do military. It. They doesn't. don't do it in your house. They just check your uh, electric bill and uh, they see. No, that no, no. They have the, the helicopters that go over and can scan for these things. I understand. Yeah, but they don't scan your home. They scan a, a field that has yeah, has it. No, what's for underground stuff? Oh, it is. Yeah. But, they well, have, but you must have helicopters going around your ghettos, because that's oh, what we, we do. get you know, in Leeds all the time. There's always a police helicopter. Yeah, here uh, in this uh, country, the uh, land of the free, um, uh, where you're uh, free to pursue happiness, um, you can't have a pot plant in your backyard, <laughs> otherwise you'll be arrested and lose your lose your. But you can house. have a gun. You can't oh, you can have, have, you a have a gun. You can have a gun. You can have an arsenal. Are you kidding? Uh, you can have a uh, liquor cabinet filled to the brim uh, with tequila, and you can have a basement uh, chocked full of ammunition. But you can't have a pot plant. Uh, you know why? Yeah. Because uh, people might get hurt. Uh, it might go off and shoot. Oh, sure, pot. the booze and the guns. Yeah. Uh, that's a time-tested uh, uh, safety. I mean, uh, look, look, the safety record of handguns in this country is uh, you can't you can't argue with those kinds of numbers. We've never had an incident. You get a lot of accidents from falling no. pot plants, though, don't you? If you walk yeah. under a shelf and it hits you on top of the head, well, let me give you a scenario. Happen. Guy uh, guy gets stoned and um, uh, dozes off on the sofa. Uh, and then where is he? <laughs> asleep. Uh, uh, asleep. Uh, it's asleep. Yeah, but people are. Uh, Someone could get hurt theoretically yeah. if they tripped over his uh, his uh, napping uh, body. I'll tell you that right right now. That's right. Hey, yeah. Ann brings up a valid point, which is uh, he eats all the uh, the carbohydrate uh, foods in the house, and the kids, the little ones, wake up uh, next morning to find uh, uh, no cereal bo boxes torn open and gone through like a raccoon got into the house. And they might put it over their heads and run outside into the garden and not be able to see anything. And That's right. And Hit their head. Break some. Break, break a bone. That's right. So I think, um, I, well, this is just a handful of scenarios that Alice and I have and come up with. Dan. It's a very dangerous drug, this marijuana. Very dangerous. Dan, your question? Dan? He's falling asleep on Seti. Dan got a little contact, huh? Danny there? Oh, yeah. What's, right. the, what's the question? I'm trying to record it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know everybody what's going on? Um, I, my question was about um, uh, chronic masturbation and, like, if it ruins your sex drive or anything. What do you mean by chronic? Uh, masturbation is a chronic human condition, I suspect. Well, all right. Uh, numbers? You mean okay. excessive, you're talking about? Like, well, yeah, you just do it a lot. We take uh, chronic sort of means excessive. Chronic uh, means just ongoing. It does to doctors, but to society, chronic means... Um, Intractable. More than 14 times a day. <sighs> no. What are, you good for, what are you good for a day, Dan? Uh... Five, six. Oh, that, that's healthy. Uh, yep. I'm not setting any records, but I'm saying... Every day? Is, yeah. Are you uh, doing okay in school? Yeah. Do you have a uh, relationship with it? Yeah, I'm driving now, so i got to do okay in school. But do you have a relationship or uh, No, not right now. In between. In between. Any problems? But, um, it's any? like, does it like... Does it, um, like... 
I figure, you know, it's going out. Is your testosterone going out? Or? Mm, well, no, it, mean, it gets better, doesn't it? The more it you actually, do it, it, actually, it gets stronger. It actually, there is a point at which it stimulates testosterone production. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know what that is for a given individual, per se, but uh, and you may be exceeding that, or at least getting near that. Right. Um, but don't one can drive. And, and, and <laughs> mm, unless it's an automatic, because I had a little difficulty with a stick shift on a mountain road uh, and, once. And... Uh, <sighs> And it always, I always worry about the, the fact that it, if it's not having consequences, it still is sort of a way of dealing with some feeling state. And it's usually a way of avoiding something. It's a way of avoiding depression or a way of avoiding some unpleasant feelings. God, really, I always thought it was just a way yeah. of getting pleasure. N well, excessive. If, if he really is... But it's five or six times excessive. I mean, three times in the morning, we're an hangover is normal, I would have thought. Wow, Alice. Well, I mean, so I've been told. Uh-oh. No, <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. <laughs> it, I, it's, is it excessive? It's well, three uh, three times is, uh, in the mornings at all. With a bad hangover. Harder. Oh, the bad, yeah, that's even harder with the bad hangover. Because uh, you got that cotton mouth. And, uh, well, a Adam is the king of excessive masturbation, so if he thinks it's excessive, then that's sort of my mm. threshold for... But I, like, I like to think of myself as the duke of excessive right, masturbation. Right, but you're, you're the threshold, uh, sort of, you're, you're the keeper of the threshold. If you think it's excessive, then it truly is excessive. Yeah, five or six times a day, uh, which uh, I've, uh, uh, I've uh, exceeded... Uh, on on in you know on but it's been isolated incidents. Uh, I have not averaged five or six times a day for uh, it, more it, than a year or so. <laughs> no, but that that is quite that's quite a handful. Pardon pardon the pun. I mean that for is male. that's pretty that's pretty excessive. For, it, for a seventeen year old male. For male. It, it's not. Here's what I'm saying, <laughs> Alice. It's it's not a bad day. Right. And it's not even a bad, you know, weekend. But if you're averaging five, six times a day, and you're talking about 40 times a week, 35, 40 times a week, and, and then... And you'll have a good bowling arm. <laughs> yeah, you'll be like uh, yeah. Superman. You, you so won't need a jack Drew, to change your tire. If Dan was phoning up and going, I'm having a great time, I'm wanking five or six times a day, and it's fantastic, and if he was really up... Would you, would you still think that there was a problem there? Or is it because Dan's phoning up and he's going... Ah. Yeah, I, I, it, it, that, this is my point. It's a good that point. It, it is very difficult to generalize and say this is too much for a given individual because people have very different sex drives and whatnot. And five times a day for some people may be just what they have to do. And that's just that's just what they have to do to keep up with their, with their uh, normal production. Oh, yeah. normal production. Right. Um, but he is saying it doesn't feel quite right to him, and he's wondering if it's wrong or not. And uh, usually, mean, may maybe his parents have like saying, you know, look, don't do this. It, it's it's in a range where you think, mm, that, you know, this is getting a little compulsive, and uh, you can actually get sexual addictions if he starts getting consequences. But he keeps doing it in spite of the consequences, and you worry about true compulsions. No, no, no. And, and I worry more about the fact that you're just you're just avoiding some feelings, and if you're avoiding feelings, oh, so be it. Uh, just keep your eyes open for a, a more uh, realistic way of dealing with your feelings. Dan, that's my only thing. Is any of this ringing true, or you're just wondering if uh, your manhood is leaking out your urethra <laughs> on a daily basis? Well, I'm not really worried about consequences and whatnot, but I'm thinking more like, what does it do to stimulate? I mean, like, what does it do to you physically? Uh, it does you feel good. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Yeah, it it doesn't do anything, Dan. You're fine. No, not what. You're uh, there's not some sort of reservoir that's going to dry up. There will be no um, 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 uh, sperm embargo or something that goes on 
uh, some years from now where where uh, you cannot get fresh sperm now and we have to go uh, you know soak your hamper in a, a big vat in order to relive your past you're fine Dan it just right. keeps coming as a matter of fact uh, several million were probably produced in the time uh, it took to do this phone call all right Lovely. have one on me tonight Dan all right all right Thanks. all right yeah what drew was saying is is uh if you if you perceive it as a problem, then it's probably yeah, but a if problem. You don't it but uh, if you don't, you're probably fine. Although, um, geez, uh, I'm well off the uh, five times a day pace uh, now. My older, it my must older be taking quite a bit of time, though. That's hey, what, yeah. What can any of us do five times a day? I have the time to do that. Think about uh, that. Yeah, but back in the high school, you could uh, squeeze one off, you know, between periods and stuff. I mean, yeah. you really, you really could. It really but didn't take long at all. Three, four minutes ago for him. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, and and women, what? I'm thinking that maybe he's just three, four minutes ago, and then get some ways longer. Oh yeah, but, but if oh, he's doing yeah. five times a day, it's gonna take a little longer. Oh. You think. Mm. Just think about it as like you know, he's yeah, got you the rooms. I mean, I mean, how often do you go to the toilet? It's just the same. Uh, Alice. Yeah, well, well when people yeah, go to the toilet five times a day. They are complaining. They they are like disturbed. They they that's that would be a uh, you know a visit to the doctor immediately. You got to understand something, Alice. As a as a female, you guys can have an orgasm without actually having to um, generate um, any any um, any fluid that you uh, expend from your body. Us guys, we got to work it up a little bit. You know, there's there's a little bit of a uh, physiological process that goes on here that uh, by the time you get around your fourth or fifth one, uh, the calf starts cramping up, uh, one of the eyelids starts uh, fluttering uncontrollably, you have to actually hold it down so you can uh, study the pornography. I mean, uh, the lactic acid builds up in the forearm. Uh, it can be quite a painful experience. You sweat right through the comforter. There's, uh, there is some difficulty involved with the third, fourth, and fifth time around uh, that um, obviously Dan has mastered. All right, Chumbawamba will be back. Uh, Drew will be back, and I'll be back after this. Be right back. Austin. It's the interview the sports world has waited for. Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant reunited on the big podcast with Shaq. To me, the most important thing was really just keep your mouth shut, right? You don't need to go to the press with stuff. We keep it internal and we, you know, we have our arguments and our disagreements. I read an article you said you're going to kill him. I said, yeah, I, I did say that, but I didn't mean it. <laughs> Do you remember that day, Kobe? Yeah, of course I remember that day. And I was like, all right, well, come on then. <laughs> He's telling people, listen, it wasn't like that, it wasn't like that. And my response is, F- them, I don't care what they think. The Big Podcast with Shaq. That's me. It's up right now at podcast1.com. Hello, this is Brian Leesking. And I'm Richard Patrick, and we are the band Filter. And you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. No, no. Talking to Alice and uh, Dunstan from Chumbawamba. No, it was a uh, football injury. It didn't, didn't affect the uh, boxing. Although, uh, I'll tell you, let me tell you, all you uh, uh, a-hole uh, snowboarders and all you uh, idiots out there on the skateboards and everything, the, mm, wait till you get into your early 30s. That stuff that, uh, you know, like when you dragged your groin down the railing and all that kind of stuff, 
and you just uh, just uh, went you know ass over coffee table into into uh, like the chalet on your snowboard and stuff, and you did it at mm, 15, 16, you're gonna start hearing it when you're when you're uh, 30, 32, yeah, 33. Again, yeah. I screwed up my shoulder horribly when I was um, when I was young. I was like 12 or 13. I had a horrible shoulder injury playing football, and um, that. Didn't really have a problem with it for, you know, 10, 15 years. Uh, now, I start moving my shoulder around. It sounds uh, like a like a meat grinder uh, in there. It's weird. What is that? It's like a calcium, or how does that work? Crepidence. Uh, I think it's basically inflamed tendons move around each other. Yeah, but but how how is it, you know, from age 12 to age uh, 28, no problem. And then it starts creeping up. You're probably getting arthritis in the joint. Oh, all right, Drew, please. Uh, Which is typical take, of this location. Take the rest of the show off and go work on some sort of medical breakthrough. <laughs> I don't want to be in pain. All right, uh, where are we? Uh, phone number for Loveline. 1-800-LOVE-191. Chad. Hi. Hey, you got a comment for the Chumbawamba? Yeah, I was listening to the beginning of the program, and, and I was listening to them uh, talk about anarchy. I just wanted to say that I think that they're right, that most people could probably govern themselves and take care of themselves and be okay without anyone having to tell them what to do. But I think the reason that we have uh, the governments we have and, and, and the past uh, have had the governments we've had is because the majority of people don't want to be led. Don't want to be led? Yes. Don't want to have some... Don't want to have... I'm, I'm sorry. Want to be led. No. You know... The majority of people actually don't vote. It's not that they want to be led. If you count up, hold on, Drew. Get the goddamn chair out of there, would you? All right, I'm sorry. It's all right. If you count up the people who don't vote, it's more than the people who do. So, what does that do to your argument? Well, well, I, the I think general that, apathy. I, I think, think you could chalk a lot of that up to. I think it's apathy. I think it is like. I don't. don't I don't vote somebody. a lot just because I'm I'm lazy and it. Uh, you know, there's something on TV or something. No. Well, it must be also that you don't have the the, the, the faith or the trust in that system. Right. You don't think it's worth it. Oh no, no. No. Well, it's almost. It's like you feel. Uh, look, uh, same some a hole in a uh, three piece suit who claims to uh, have faith in Jesus Christ is going to be in there fooling around on his wife no matter who I vote for or when which, I vote. Which, is, which means that you have no faith in the system. Right. And uh, this... Uh, so it's, you know, it's a vote of no confidence not turning up. Right. The, well, here's what this country is about. This country is basically, and I speak for all Americans when I speak, <laughs> um, they want the government to stay out of the way so that they can lead their lives. Um, that, that was the fundamental principles. Of yeah, this they don't want. But, the they, but we've completely. Uh, you know, how far we're, we're getting away from it. But, but we're getting away from it. We're, we've relinquished that entirely. All right, uh, Abe Lincoln over here, ladies and gentlemen. They don't. We don't want the taxes to become so great that you can't go out and uh, earn yourself a living and have a little something left over uh, well, at the all, end of all the this, day. All the all the threats on tax and all this sort of business are all preying on people's fears that they won't have enough in their old age. They won't have enough to survive. And it's like a really paranoid culture when they don't have enough anyway. Well, you, you have to remember this country was the, the fundamental political issue that founded this country is taxation. I mean, the, the politics of America basically distilled down to taxation. That, that's a big, big issue. It's ingrained in everybody around here. I mean, that's the... Yeah. Uh, the Stamp Act, the T-Tax. T-Tax I mean, and all that. All, this is yeah. the, the reason this country separated. Right. 
So those those traditions still carry where down. from where? Where's that? Canada? <laughs> where, where did we separate from? <laughs> yeah, the point is is yeah, taxes are big around here. Uh, always, big issues. O- always going to be. And a it's big interesting. Issue. We, we Adam and I were in Pittsburgh a couple weeks ago, and I and the head the in the front of the war memorial is a quote from Abraham Lincoln that was just sh- so surprising to me, which basically was uh, well, the American government is supposed to be to give stay out of the way so people have a chance to have a fair crack at this race that we call life. They just have to stay out of the way so everybody has a, a level playing field and go to figure but out what you can do. I read Howard Zim's History of America and the stuff that he said about Abe Lincoln and uh, Thomas Jefferson, which were at the time that they got the presidency, they were among the richest men in America and they had a stake in being powerful, which was, you know, to maintain the wealth and get more wealth. Well, so Jefferson certainly... Yeah, well, Lincoln was a poor, very poor. Oh, Lincoln grew up very poor. Really Lincoln, I thought Lincoln were a really Lincoln, well-off man. Lincoln by the raised service. was it was a raise before the age of ten was in in a house that had one wall and a two sticks, and when his father moved them to Illinois. That that's we like to they, call that a goalpost. They called it a, a <laughs> lean-to or something. No, like he was in a lean one. Yeah, they, they, and so his, so his mother and sister they all died in the winters well. in Illinois because they had nothing. They had less than nothing. And he was completely self-made. But uh, look, uh, be that uh, as it may, we, it's not a political show, and uh, we don't want to get <laughs> you into lie it. Lie like a rope. <laughs> no, the 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 point is, is um, uh, people are uh, apathetic around here. Uh, I will agree. I I don't think people in this country anymore have real strong feelings on um, on politics in general. I think uh, people in this country, for the most part, want to be left alone and want to carry on. And uh, whether it's um, whether that's uh, democracy or uh, or it's um, anarchy or whatever you want to call it, you talk to most people. They want to work. They want to provide for their family, and they don't want the government telling them, um, you know, how much uh, booze they can buy, uh, how many uh, guns they can own, yeah, and uh, how much how much taxes. They think, because most people think that they're quite capable of running their own lives. Right. Yes, that's, that's right. That's what it is. That's right. They want the government. Well, that's, what, that's just what we think. We think right. People well, are capable well, they of want the government to work on infrastructure. They want them to keep the roads going and the trains going, and they want the government to uh, provide a uh, military well, so that we're not overtaken. People don't want seven percent of the population to own, you know, eighty-five percent of of what there is in the world. They want it to be equally shared out. Uh, no, but see, in this country, this country is based around a little more of uh, you got to go in there and fight so you can be one of the seven percent. Is basically what this country is about. I mean, this country doesn't say. Yeah, that's because it's a, it's a, it's in the seven percent's interest to promote that idea. Yeah, it's like saying anybody can get ahead, which isn't true. You know, people keep saying to us that like, oh, it proves that you know you've been around fifteen years. It proves that if you work hard enough, it'll happen, and that's bullshit. It's not, if you work hard enough most of the time, you get nothing. Let me explain one thing about this country. We have this thing called the uh, FCC. <laughs> <laughs> they frown on the, uh, the BS oh, word. Sorry, That's sorry. all right. I understand. And the beauty of uh, Loveline is it's like we're having a discussion in uh, a someone's living room. Living room. Uh, and, and illy-conceived living room, <laughs> albeit, but uh, still a living room. And we get in a frank discussion. Uh, I'm telling you, and I haven't checked around, but th- this is my gut feeling. Um... You can do what you want in this country. It's not, uh, some people have an advantage. Uh, some people uh, have money. Some people have education. And some people have upbringing and stuff that lends them an advantage. For some people, it's uh, the color of their skin. Uh, for some people, it's uh, fat people are at a disadvantage in this country. Uh, people don't date them as much. They don't hire them as quickly. So on and so forth. There's many disadvantages. Um, but uh, 
still, be that as it may, you can uh, have uh, success in this country. And uh, it, some, uh, not as but, easy but as just, others, but you can. That's just holding up a few examples as, uh, you know, uh, you find a few people. No, most, most people, top most people that are successful. That's not proof of the fact that everybody can do it. Most people that are successful in this country come from all the, most, most all of the great industrialists come from real humble immigrant type beginnings. I mean, coming but to this country with nothing. But industrialist successful? Yeah, but for every one industrialist that's, that's, that's name's been engraved in history, there's millions and millions of, of, of ordinary workers who've never had that opportunity. And who've died penniless and have worked just as hard. Yeah. Right, but they didn't work as smart or they didn't do no, something well, maybe right. maybe they did work as smart, but maybe they weren't as ruthless. You know, the idea is if, if to succeed and to become rich requires you to be ruthless and to treat other people like rubbish and for other people's lives to be awful, you know, because they need to work for you for a pittance for you to get rich. That is not my idea of success. Right. Well, listen, and, you know, and indentured servitude or slavery is, is not, or e exploitation of workers is not what we're talking about. I'm yeah, talking it about... Is, that is, that is America. That is any capitalist system. Well, okay, what about, uh, uh, the, who's the uh, Apple computer guy? Jobs or... Um, Jobs. Uh, who? Gates, Gates, you're talking about a good right. Gates. All right, Bill Gates. He has. Uh, what's he doing? He creates a lot of jobs. He makes a ton of money. Uh, makes a product. And that's it. I mean, uh, that's just a uh, capitalist. But I mean, is is. But that doesn't mean it's right. Well, it doesn't just mean because, it's wrong just either. He does it. Listen, here's here's uh, before we'll just move on. But here's what I want to <laughs> say. Here's what I'm gonna say. And uh, all these conversations end end this way. Uh, capitalism uh, may not be the world's greatest. Uh, I think it's uh, better than anarchy. I think it's better than communism. I think it's better than socialism. And there's flaws in every government and in every system because there are people in it and people are flawed but a lot a of the time. it's a ruthless ideology. Why is it better than something that isn't ruthless? Why is it better than something that actually says, you know, to care about people is a good thing? Well, because you're taking the human nature out of it. The reason no, human this is the way is it is. No, human nature is not intrinsically flawed. We're saying, you know, what capitalism says is that in order for you to have more, other people have to have less. And that's the way of the world. No, I, I don't think it says that. Yeah, well, it does because there isn't, you know, for somebody to have eight million, somebody else... It's well, got nothing. Somebody else is making, well, you know, we'll $2.25 just take, we'll take an my, hour. We'll, we'll just take, uh, we'll take my job for a second. Uh, what people say to me is, uh, do a good job. Stop talking about government so much. <laughs> but do a good job. We'll pay you a lot of money, and we'll make a lot of money, too. And the sponsors that uh, advertise their product on the show will make a lot of money, and then they'll be able to employ a lot of people. I mean, it's one of those but, things. But I mean, I don't know who sponsors your show, but for all those sponsors... We're making all that money there. There's people over the other side of the world who, who are living in absolute poverty. Yeah, look at and Nike. And that can't be right, can it? L look at Nike. How, you know, how rich do you need to be? They were making a huge profit in America, and yet they moved the fa factories into the third world because they wanted to make more money. And and they're still saying to American people, buy this product. All right, but what about, uh, what about Ben and Jerry's? <laughs> What about Ben and Jerry? They make ice cream and they give their employees a bunch of good benefits and all that stuff. Listen, they're... they're We're not talking about Ben and Jerry's. We're talking about the way that money functions. But that's a capitalistic uh, venture. Yeah, of course it is. I'm not, I'm not defending Ben and Jerry's. But just because there's one capitalist benevolent company doesn't mean that like, what Nike does, which is entirely ruthless Here's and rotten. I have, a, I have a point, though. But if you went out and talked to those people in the third world who now have jobs, they're delighted with the jobs. I right. they you couldn't know, be you're happy. sat here in a comfortable wait, 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 office on wait. a salary. And if we took that 7% money and spread it over everybody, 
everybody would not have very much. And we'd have a lot of dissatisfied people, and out of that would come the ruthless people trying to get ahead. Right. Well, I don't believe you. I, I really, th I really think well, that. Who would be, who would let's be run the, the numbers. The, the dissatisfied people would be the satisfied. All right. Well, listen. Yeah. We got to go to break. Um, I'm going to call uh, my broker, and uh, <laughs> you guys uh, can discuss the ins and outs of uh, politics. And uh, I promise we'll take some sex questions when we come back. Love line will be right back. Why? Because we like you. Line. Uh, it's the McLaughlin Report. <laughs> Allison uh, Dunson from Chumawamba are here, and uh, we're getting into politics all through the commercial there, but we, we will uh, not bore you with any more political talk. We'll uh, move forward and take some phone calls. Uh, Ann said to take the line, too, because they've been on hold for 112 minutes. Todd? Yeah. Hey, you're 27. You're finally on Love Line. Oh, I feel like I'm about 28 now, but uh, how's, how's it going, guys? Good. Um... Yeah, uh, my ex-girlfriend and I, uh, we broke up, and uh, we've had a pretty uh, decent relationship. And um, anyways, a relationship that she recently broke up from about a month ago, um, she now finds out that she's pregnant. And she just called me for advice because, you know, we have a friendly relationship. And I don't know what to tell her. Uh, my only question is, is there any sort of um, physical problems with having... Um, an abortion as far as being able to get pregnant or to have a kid later in life? This is her first, first abortion? No. She's had other abortions? Yes. Uh, theoretically, the more abortions you have, the higher the risk of complication, although the complication rate is really quite low in proper hands. So one of the complications could be, an, or amongst the complications, could be impact on fertility. Mm -hmm. But that will be unlikely. Okay, so that's not, shouldn't really be a, a problem? That's not really the issue. Okay. Um, my, my second problem with this is she was all ready to probably keep it. Mm -hmm. And then she talked to the father who convinced her uh, that it would be better for everybody for her to get rid of it. Um, personally, I don't care what she does as long as it's her decision because she's the one that's going to have to live with it. Mm. This is your ex-girlfriend? Yeah, just my friend. I mean, the ex part doesn't even matter. It's just a friend of mine. Okay. Yeah, well, th this is kind of an issue that's uh, up to her to decide, really. I mean... That's my, that's my whole point. And if she's letting someone else no, help her out, no. because it's better for everyone involved, no. I mean, shouldn't it be... Maybe she's looking for an excuse to have the abortion. Maybe. Mm, Todd, but it seems a little... Uh, I know she's your friend and everything, but it, I don't know. This part of it seems a little peculiar. That you're sort of be, questioning her judgment and his his um, his manipulation and so on and so forth. I just want to make sure that the decision she makes is one that she's going to be able to live with. Well, and whichever whichever way it turns out. Well, how are you going to do that? What are you going to do? How are you going to impose that on her? You're going to make the decision for her just the way the other guy was trying to do. No. No, you're you're missing what I'm trying to say. All right. Well, then maybe we're being a-holes, but all I'm saying is is she's how old? She's 26. Okay, and she's not, uh, you know, high on drugs or anything no. like that. No, so she's all very you can do, all well, you she's very level-headed. 
All all right. All so you do she'll, is she'll weigh her options and then uh, and do a little soul yeah. searching and decide whether she wants to have an abortion express or not. Express your support and that you wish it'd be something that is really so her just, decision. I just be there like for a sounding board. Well, what do you want? I don't know. That's I guess why I'm calling. I'm not sure what my role in this. No one's ever confronted me with something right. like that. Be supportive. Be, a, be, supportive. be available. Just be available. Don't be a sounding board. Don't be anything. Just be available. All right. Okay, and support her. Make it clear that you're concerned about her being affected by other people and that you hope this is truly her decision and that she's clear about it and you're available to support her. Okay. Okay? All right, thanks. All right. All right. Uh, that's an interesting relationship. Mark? Yeah. You're 27. Yes, sir. You're on with Chumbawamba. What's up? Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. My problem is I've been with my girlfriend for four years and... Uh, she recently went out and slept with somebody that I go to school with every day. And I had suspected it, so I went out and got my payback. Well, later I find out it was like a continuing thing. And well, What was your payback? I went out and slept with somebody. Oh, you did? Yep. Jeez, I wish I could do that. How do you do that? I mean, you just go out and uh, have sex with a stranger as payback? Well, no, I mean, I had been talking to this person for a while, but I would have never done it had she not. Mm-hmm. My question is, how is there a chance the relationship can ever carry on, and how do I actually feel that I got payback? How do you feel? Yeah. Oh, I don't feel like I have, uh, no. Elated? Um, we don't understand your I don't know how you feel. Uh, Dunstan, do you know um, you know how she he feels? I think he feels pretty pissed off about it. Still. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think it's. I don't think it solved anything for him really. It doesn't change the fact that he's pissed off about the fact that um, that she screwed around on him. Yeah. Did you tell her about the payback then? Uh, oh yeah. Oh good. <laughs> Boy, I, that must have been a proud moment. <laughs> you, what'd you do? What, tell her smell your finger or something, or did you just tell her? No, she came out and finally told me what I had suspected all along, mm-hmm. and so all I right. did the same. All right. Yeah, you guys are meant for each other. Uh. uh. You're 27. How old is she? Twenty-four. Uh-huh. Uh, well, why do you... What do you first off, where are you, what are you still doing in college? Oh, I'm in trade school. Ah. Uh, what, what are you learning? Something to do with metal? <laughs> Graphic arts. Oh, okay. All right. thought for a second it had to do with welding or something. That's, That's always a bad sign. <laughs> why is age always so important? Well, because... These are, um, he's kind of on the cusp, but... He's behaving like a 17-year-old. You're doing this at Uh, 19, 20, uh, that's one thing. You're doing it at uh, 37, it's time to grow up a little bit. Uh, So that's why it's it's an issue in this case. Or uh, you're 37 having sex with a 15-year-old. That was the other concern. Is is she she a teenager? Issue there. Uh, Mark, why do you guys want to be together, though? It doesn't sound like either one of you likes either one of you. No, we, we, I think we really do. I mean, we have a kid together. Oh, boy. Hey, listen. And we've bought a house together. Listen, you uh, whack-off. <laughs> you got a kid and you're going out and uh, paying, paying your uh, concubine mom, back. Mom back. Paying mom back. Oh, that would be a good story for the kid. Oh. Hey, let, sit on my knee there, uh, Junior. Let me tell you about the time uh, I got even with mom. Oh. Please. You're a parent now. How old's your kid? Uh, two and a half. Oh. All right, stop acting like a kid. And, and the, the, but you know, so should the mom, frankly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, her too. I mean, Please. Look, at least on behalf of the child, if you can't contain yourselves for one another, do it for the child, right? See, here's what we get uh, pissed off about. Can this work? It has to. 
right. Well, it doesn't have to. I mean, sometimes it's not as it's worth having the two of them, but yes, it can. Here, here's what we get pissed off about. Their kid uh, is potentially the um, uh, one of the 14, 15-year-olds that we've been talking to all night, uh, 10, 12 years from now. Because uh, mom and dad are too busy uh, having sex with other people and getting even with them, uh, with mom and dad. Screwing, screwing around and, and neglecting the kid, but if in other words. But it doesn't necessarily mean the kid is going to be unhappy. Because no. it's better to have, like, Sometimes. you know, to be with somebody that, that uh, you love. But the, mom, but the mom will pick somebody just like Mark no, next time around. No, she might not. She might not. You don't know her. She you might know, not. You but oh, yes, we do. No, you don't. Oh, listen. She, you, she's you, you, tell me what color her hair is, what her eyes are like, uh, what her background is. You really all right, don't I, know. I'll tell her. And can I, her I can't tell you what kind of car she drives either because it, it's all inconsequential. What is, it, what is consequential is the fact that she uh, has a kid and she's out screwing around and she's hooked up with an idiot who's repaying her by going out and screwing around. And uh, we do know that about her. And that does make a difference. Well, that, that's know. her idea of intimacy. And so she'll recreate that in other contexts. People don't change but their notions of intimacy. Everybody screws up sexually every now and then. Everybody does something mm-hmm. that they wish they hadn't done. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an irrational thing. And, and it's the, the nature of the business. It doesn't mean you do it over and over again. You realize you don't feel good about it sometimes. And don't carry on. Sometimes. Uh, a lot of people do do it over and over for a, quite a period of time until they, they I sort hope of they slow can down. change on behalf of the child. I hope they can. Right. Uh, and, and, and by the way, one of the reasons I don't believe I'm not into people breaking up is because what it, it statistically, in the overwhelming number of cases, what people break up and they end up pairing up with somebody just like what they left. That's what people do. And so oh. you might as well work on the relationship you have and try to make, make a go of that because you're going to do the same thing with somebody else. That's the overwhelming probability. But we're all individuals, Drew, please. Come on. <laughs> Mark. Mark? Mark's asleep. Mark's been on hold for uh, 87 minutes. Mark? <laughs> hey, Mark! All right, Mark fell asleep a long time ago. Mm, what, what are you doing, Drew? We gotta do a break anyway. We do? Yeah. All right, maybe you're right. All right, uh, we're taking a break. We'll be back with Chumbawama. The phone number for Loveline 1 800 191. Call now, all you sick kids. Loveline will be right back. We're just about out of show. Uh, let me see. Let me give a plug to the band. Uh, Tub Thumper is the name of the song. Is the name of the CD. Chubba Wubba is it? Uh, Chubba Wubba. <laughs> I'm getting punchy tonight. Well, please, Chumba Wumba is the name of the band, and uh, I'm sure you get this question all the time. But uh, what does that mean? Anything? We don't know. Uh, I'm looking at you, Dunstan. Dunstan. <laughs> Did you come up with it? No. No, no, it doesn't really mean anything. Although somebody had a dream once where they went to uh, some public toilets. And over one toilet it said Chumba and over the other toilet it said Wamba. No, oh, so that's uh, where the name's... Uh, yeah, it's right. a sort of men and women thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, I see. The uh, Chumbas. Yeah, Would well, that be the guys? Yeah, well, you could dissect that, couldn't you? And uh, it's all to do with your mum. 
Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, <laughs> it all goes back to the womb. There was a, like a really sort of a, oh yeah, I understand. Yeah, there were there were some nods going then, on. Him. <laughs> how old were you? How how old was your mum? <laughs> All right, Chumbawamba, thank you very much for coming in. We do appreciate it. Uh, tomorrow night, who the hell's on tomorrow night? Uh, Kennedy? Kennedy's on. Ah, MTV's uh, Kennedy, and then the specials. Oh, oh, no, wait a minute. We're having, uh, who the hell are we having in, Ann? Uh, Loverboy. Loverboy, yes. Turn me loose. The kid is hot tonight, working when? for the weekend. When, when? When it's over. Hot girls in love. When? Loving every minute of it. I know. This could be the night, huh? When? We're having them Wednesday. Okay. So you can uh, relive uh, your uh, make-out uh, 80s past, Ro, uh. with uh, Loverboy. All right. Anyway, thanks, uh, Alice. Thanks, Dunstan. And uh, until next time, this is Adam Kroll for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions, that's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. And if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXPX on Tooth & Nail Records. Sit, Obo. Obo, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. <laughs> This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.